guys, it's Fabiola Rivas and welcome to the Fabulous Podcast. Codependency is something I didn't realize I had a trait until I started learning about it until I accepted that I have codependency traits because a lot of us, you know, we get into this denial of that's not me or we get mad at people for pointing something out about us and we think it's not true but yeah people sometimes are aware of it and nobody has ever told me I am codependent I had to learn on my own and if somebody did tell me I was codependency I probably would be like you're lying I don't depend on anyone I'm very independent which I am I'm very independent of being on my own I love being on my own and whatnot but when it comes to connection Oh, that's entirely, entirely different. And that is why I felt it's so valuable to learn about codependency because we think it's this negative trait. It can be toxic, but if you learn about it, if you accept it, if you understand your behavior, it completely changes everything. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative. It can be this thing where you say, okay, I have these flaws, this is who I am, and I am going to change it. Because the thing is that you never want to depend on someone, but not in a negative way. I would say more in a way of, okay, I have these traits, how can I use them for good? Because it goes with the, if you don't love me at my worst, then you don't love me at my best, which is horrifying in a way because you could be a toxic person and they got to accept that. No, you can change that. So codependency usually comes from family, generations of not feeling worthy, uh, generations of always having to prove love, always fighting for it. It also comes from your environment of the way you loved or the way you got your heart broken and stuff and learning about what love is and clinging on to those connections that were so strong and also developing fear of abandonment. That was one of my biggest things is I developed fear of abandonment from the day I was practically born. Seriously, it's it's been that intense because as a baby, you know, I had to be separated from my mom and all this stuff. So it was a very impactful thing. Another time we'll talk about my history, which is kind of fascinating. But yeah, I had to get separated from my mom for a while. And that started my fear of abandonment. And I didn't even realize it till like way later that, oh, okay, yeah, this is why I have issues. So the ability to love, that is where codependency comes from. It's the fact that in a social setting, you have to be liked in some form or way. You have to be like, you depend on other people to like you and therefore giving you anxiety to be around people because you feel awkward. You don't know how to talk to people and stuff. So you are dependent of those people because you want to be liked. And it's also romantic. It's losing that connection is how do I make my partner happy all the time? which you actually don't. You don't have to make someone happy like that. And the way I am coming across is the expectation of have to. I have to make someone happy, 
Whereas I'm going to do something nice to someone because it makes me feel good. And I know it'll make them feel good too. So it's that other feeling of instead of expectation. So it is that and it's the belief of like having to sacrifice and that way you'll feel loved in that sense is doing all these things for love. But it's not. That's why confidence comes in in that form. And it's knowing that people will like you for who you are and understand that not everybody will like you. And getting to that state, of course, requires a lot of work, a lot of acceptance and a lot of love. And one of the things in my family was never feeling good enough. No one was ever feeling good enough. So my grandma, I don't know what her story is, but all I know is she had to be raised by her grandma. So her parents weren't really around. I believe they died early. That's why. So she didn't have that love with her parents and stuff. So when my mom was born, my grandma was not a loving person. To this day, she's not. I've never heard her tell me how much she loves me and whatnot. And my mom struggled with that is she never had that kind of love. And in the family, it was you always have to treat your mom like royalty. So she always had to cook for her mom. She always had to do all these things clean and stuff, bring money somehow like that because there was no male role model in my family. There wasn't. Uh, I believe my mom's dad, he died when she was young, but it turns out she had a different dad. Yeah, it's, it's this whole thing. But the point is she didn't have a, ro- a male role model in her life. And that was very bad, at least for me, because my mom didn't have that male model. And she always had to prove her love to her mom constantly, constantly, all the time. So when I was born, my mom did change. She was like, you know what? My mom didn't love me. So I'm going to love my kids no matter what. So they could have the love that I didn't have. But that was also the bad part is she wanted the love that she didn't have, that she didn't have. The way I love is completely different to my mom. So, for example, um, my mom always felt proud of cleaning and cooking and all this stuff, right? Because that's how she almost got affection from her mom is loving the cooking and the cleaning. So... What did she do with me is she thought the cooking and the cleaning, that was that was the way she was going to get that love, right? Because that is a love language is acts of service, right? My mom wanted her mom to do what she was doing, right? So it's like if her mom um, did like, here, I cook for you as some nice meal. I clean for you. I, I sorted the laundry for you. That would make her feel loved. I don't, that's not me. I need quality time, right? So my mom never understood that. What is this quality time of having to go to the movies? Like, that's not love. There are a thousand things we have to be doing right now. And this is how, like, you want to be loved. She didn't understand that. So it was this conflict that created not feeling good enough all the time. And then came the codependency of other people. Because it's like, if I couldn't find it in my mom... I had to go find it in other people. And when I found those people, it's like I was holding on to them. So it's because don't leave me. I need this love. And that was the same struggle with my mom. I was trying to constantly prove I was enough. 
constantly to this day because the way my mom wants to be loved is different than mine. And I understand it was frustrating for a long time, but I understand that love language is important to learn. It's who you are, how you want to be loved. It's you got to understand that your kids love differently. Like you could have 10 kids and they're not going to love the way each of them is. That's why we're all specific human individual that's why I'm constantly learning about new things is that we're all constantly different and I know I'm putting like a bad rep on my family and whatnot but feeling not good enough comes in many different forms many 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 different forms which is could be like your parents only focus on the achieving part instead of like how do you feel today um it could be that nobody listens to you, right? It could be all these things of not feeling good enough. So it's always good to recognize when do you not feel good enough. But yeah, some people will would be like, oh, like right now I'm hurting and I don't understand why. And people will shrug it up. For example, like let's say you have a plant that you completely loved. It was it was something you were growing, it made you feel amazing and it died and you have a lot of people around you like, why are you crying over a plant? It's not living. Technically, it is living. It's not living. And then so you're like, you're right. So you're holding that in. But you felt something and it make you have emotions. So always address, when did I not feel good enough? And start from there and start that forgiving process and start learning what areas can you work on for love. The other big one is sacrifice. There's this huge belief that love is sacrifice. It's not. It's doing things that make you feel fulfilling, not doing things that you are going to hate and regret. I'm always hearing how some partners don't like the same thing. So let's say you love sushi and all you want to do is take your spouse to sushi, right? They hate sushi. What are you going to do? force them yeah it's it's great for that sacrifice of like you know what i'll go because it loves you but then you're not feeling why don't you make that a a time with your friends or business partner why does it everything have to be with your spouse and forcing them to do something because you like it it is a selfish selfless thing but at the end of the day you don't have to do things you don't want to do Doing sacrifices once in a while is cool if you think you benefit from it, if it makes you some form of goodness and whatnot, do it. But constantly, that was another thing in my family was you got to sacrifice all the time for men. It was the, the 60s era, you know, of like women had to stay home and sacrifice their careers, to, you know, to take care of the kids and all that stuff while men, they got to sacrifice their free time to always provide always provide and all these roles are changing and I guess now it is more freeing to say that you do not have to sacrifice at all you never had really because again you are not a prisoner of what is you could always adapt we're always adapting I mean even now with all these times we are constantly adapting and that is why sacrifice doesn't have to be the same to be proven of love and it doesn't even have to stop there let's talk about work how we feel stuck in this job and we rely on this job because this is the only job on this planet and we can never leave this job because it's the only opportunity we will have maybe to gain 
or whatever, or you want to be in that job for 20 years because it'll be cool to have a job for the same 20 years, you are depending on it. You are doing that codependency uh, type of feeling for that job. You convince yourself that somehow this is a good thing when in reality, you don't have to depend on anything. And of course, it's easy for someone to be like, well, you don't understand having like a whole family to depend on you and whatnot, or you don't understand my situation, or you don't understand my background. And again, you could keep the codependency you have. It's not a bad thing, but if it brings you zero joy, why keep doing that? I'm only bringing awareness to this, but what you do with this is entirely your own. Because I was not aware I was codependent, especially with connections. Every time I would have a huge connection, I would hold on to it like it's the only connection I will ever have. Because it comes every four to three years to me. So every time I would have a connection, I'd be like, well, this is the only one for so long. And it'll always be a relationship that would impact me profoundly like it was amazing it was impactful but I never wanted to let it go and I would always feel I would always feel when it'll end and it would terrify the shit out of me and I will do everything in my power so this connection will not end and guess what happened it always ended because it was again that fear of abandonment I have experienced so many people leaving my life good amazing people that it always hurt it always hurt my heart in such a deep way friends and family always constantly and it's not even death it's not even death at all and that created an impact so whenever I had that huge connection. I would always be scared of like, I'm never going to have this again. I'm never going to have this experience again. So yeah, that led me to like suffocating my relationship. And yeah, I would do too too selfless. And again, it's knowing your standards and knowing your worth. And I could say this, but it's only until you fully understand that you're capable of trusting. Trusting is key. Trusting and evolving is what I think is you have a connection and you figure out is this going to work for me or not and if there are more bad on that list and good it's like you got to nip it in the bud and hope that maybe you guys will be together again but it's like you got to keep working on yourself to have better relationships and not be afraid of it even like hooking up like bringing that topic of like the one night stand and then hoping that that person will call you the next day and hoping it'll advance. But deep down, you know, it's not something that will work out, but you just want to get that validation of this is going to work out. Right. And then that hurts your ego. Again, why can it be that one thing? Because you are starting to depend on something that you don't really need. So the next time I want you to look at your life and say, what am I depending on? Because depending on something comes in many, 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 many forms. It doesn't have to be love. I mean, it could be family because, you know, we love our family and whatnot and we attach them as well. There's Remember, there's three styles of attachment of avoidant, anxious, and secure. And the secure are more successful because they are more able to communicate their wants and need in the workforce in everything in their life and 
And they are the ones who succeed the most in anything. And again, we can depend on other people. It's okay. It's as long as we're okay if things won't last. Uh, I understand that there are things about me that I will forever be codependent on. And one of those things is going to be connection. I love a good connection. And I want my connection with someone who has an amazing connection with me to be such an amazing experience. Like, that's just how I am, right? But I know that is how I am. So I'm going to keep working on myself to be a better version of myself, to work on that confidence. Because nothing is more freeing when you are aligned with yourself and your truth and your purpose in life. That just brings this amazing feeling of peace within. because you will feel unstoppable. You will feel like you can do anything because you are aligned with yourself. You know your truth. And that requires a lot of growth. And you'll be free. And I can tell you these things, but until you start experiencing them, you won't know, right? It's like honesty. Honesty was a big lesson for me of like always being honest with people. I mean, not bluntly, but like being honest to my truth and how I feel about things. And one thing that I forgot about is that nice guy persona too that I keep hearing about is these guys and girls actually because it's both but I hear more from the guys is that you know the nice guys always finish last because no girl wants a nice guy. Again you are attaching yourself to something. There is a reason why you feel this way of this like anger towards it because there is some codependency there where you want to feel loved and you're holding on to this specific type of love and you think being selfless is what people want it's not sacrifice and selfless again it's not what people want but of course there are exceptions there are some people who actually like that kind of thing but if you don't want to be codependent i am telling you that there are guys and gals who are nice but have standards and aren't dependent of somebody to find that happiness, to find that love. So that's where it comes down to. Man, I could be on this topic forever on expectations and whatnot and holding on to a connection. I mean, even the past, you you are codependent of the past and you think about the past and you think about the last relationship, even Tinder, like dates, when it's like, those one little dates that really make an impact for you and you don't even understand it because, you know, Tinder dates only lead to sex and whatnot and it does happen to you. So you have this association that everyone is bad. So you're depending on that in a sense of way. And that has to do with your environment. Like I can go on and on about codependency, but it's for you to find out more about your specific codependency trait. And that awareness is what's going to help you really, really realize it. Like, it's like, what are you depending on? And again, you could be the most dependent person on this planet. But I'm going to tell you, you have codependency tendencies. Don't believe me? Look it up. Look it up to yourself. It's like, what do I do? Because I've had that too. The most confident person on this planet afraid of losing me. I've had such a confident person, but they, they're afraid and whatnot. Or I've even had connections where um, it's such a strong connection, they feel it, but they're afraid of that pain because they do not let go of the past, that depending on the past and what brings pain. Trust me, codependency has so many terms on depending on the past, present, 
and future. Because some of us do depend on the future. We're so busy thinking of the future. We're not looking in the present moment because we want what is. And that also happens when anxiety, where we start thinking about something that hasn't happened and creating this stress within us, which is very fascinating. So again, it's depending on something. That's why I'm like, everyone has has their own specific codependencies that we have to realize. Trust me, I did not even realize it. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's good to know what you can depend on because that's how we connect in a way. We, we depend on connections in a sense, and that's not a bad thing. So know which one you which ones are the ones that are very toxic to other people or to yourself and fully understand them and it's okay who you are you're not you're not this negative toxic person because you're realizing that oh yeah i have these codependency tendencies it's not a bad guy it's okay to realize it and it's okay to work on them right that's what it's all about so I hope this helped you guys. And if you have anything to say about it, tell me in the comments or message me at FabRivas on Instagram. And let me know about your codependency tendencies. I truly want to hear about this and want to like it if you guys like it. Share it if anybody needs to hear it. And subscribe because I still have so much more to say and whatnot. And also, I will be bringing more people along to open the eyes of people. You know, there's so much to say. There's so much to connect, right? Um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.